Yo, keep alive, alive, alive. Nice. So today is day two, and this is like the second or third day. I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. So I managed to do the second day of this podcast, and still don't know where I want to go with this. Like what, what I plan to say or what I plan to do. Uh, but yeah. But there's something that I want to share. You know, like I want to kind of like give some input onto some, uh, maybe some aspect that I saw in my life. Yeah, so today, uh, I went for a run. So I was running, and um, I I I've seen like um, have you ever seen people walking their dogs in the park? I'm I'm sure you, I'm sure we all have. Yeah, we've seen like people walking their dogs in the park. And you know, you know, I always find it very very like weird when I see dogs who have their you know like they have like shoes on, like they wear shoes when they go out, and to be honest, it makes the dog the dog looks like very weak or like <laughs> it makes him look like he kind of like demasculate. Otherwise, whether whether this is the right word, not it kind of like makes him less masculine or like less like of like an alpha dog. Especially you know, especially those big dogs or like you know those dogs that you know that are kind of alpha like pit pit bulls or like huskies. You know, those are like big dogs. You know, like, sorry, pit bulls are not big dogs, but husky like are kind of big dogs. And when you put them, like, you put a shoe on them, and then the shoes are like really small, it makes them look like, like they're they're weak, you know. Like, but then when you when you see the history of like huskies and stuff, you see like they are like, pretty like strong, like strong dogs. Or I would say like kind of alpha dogs. Like, I think I think the ones I don't know whether they're the ones who kind of like drag the people on the you know when they are in the when they sit in this. Uh, sledge and then the, the the dogs kind of drag these people or like kind of like run and pull them through the snow. I'm not sure whether it's that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. And it makes them look like yeah, looks looks very like like not masculine. And honestly, just just let the dog walk on their on their own paws. Like it's it's, it's weird, you know, saying that and. Yeah, I know a lot of people who like to pamper their dogs, you know, pamper their their pets. And there's nothing wrong with that, lah. Nothing wrong. But at some point, you know, you kind of like, you know, you still have to keep that part of like their, 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 their dignity or like their, their how to say the outward appearance should look, still look the same. You know, it's like those like crazy owners who dye their dogs' hair and stuff. That's 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 crazy, lah. That's just really crazy. Yeah. And then today, uh, something else that I also saw when I was running in the park, um, was this person who had who was calling out to her pet bird that was stuck on a tree. Yeah, so I'm not sure like how the bird kind of flew away. I'm assuming they, I'm assuming that they that they they thought that the bird would not fly away because they were very very close I guess they had like some, some kind of like closeness with the to, to the to the bird like you know, like you know you know like those owners that have dogs you know and they don't put the leash on their dogs because they trust it because they know that their dogs won't just start running going crazy but but yeah but this time um, I guess if I guess the bird f- flew away and then and then it was like stuck on a tree so I started my run at around like um, 8.45. So I was aiming to run like 10 laps, which is about 6 kilometers. 
and one one round is around six hundred meters, so basically around six hundred meters, and then, yeah, they, they, at from my first lap onwards, I already hear them calling for the bird's name called Harris, keep calling Harris, Harris, trying to get the bird to come down from the tree, you know, like the three of them. I think they're like the mother and father and like the son. I was trying basically calling for a doctor to the doctor for the bird to come down, and. It, when, I, when, I, when I ran past them, it, it, you know, at the first time, I thought, you know, like, like what are they trying to do, you know? But then as I, you know, when I go more and more laps, I realized that they're trying to call the bird down. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking while I was running, la, like, like, do you think at some point of time that we should just let, like, the animals go? Like, if, for example, if you, if you lost, or I won't say you lost, but if, or if say your dog ran away or, your cat run away, you know, like, do you think that, should you go and, like, look for them, like, look for those, uh, dog and cat again, because, I feel like this is, like, part of nature, right, like, when, when an animal, like, runs away, or, or, or leaves, or, or make a mistake, or not make a mistake, but leaves, you know, like, don't you think that, maybe, at, at some point that you are, so, you are, maybe you're supposed to, like, this, 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 um, pets, like, leave, you know, Especially birds, uh, yeah. I think I think maybe not. Maybe fine. I find cat and, cat and dogs, maybe a little bit different. Yeah, but for birds, I feel that once you they they kind of like leave, I would say it's really hard to get get them back. So I would suggest you know if they, if one day your bird just like flies away and you never see it again, I I always feel like you you have to accept that lah because every day birds are not that easy to. To contain, birds are not meant to be kept in a cage. You know, they're not meant, not meant to like stay within like, like a HDB or like sorry, like in a in a build, like in a house. You know, like four walls. I, feel, I always believe that, you know, birds. The reason why they have wings because they can fly because they are supposed to move around and, you know, like, like see like to basically be roaming around in like the free world, you know, like big world out there. Yeah, I think I'm being too like philosophical. No, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it kind of got me thinking that like, like if you're me, uh, I feel like after, let's say if I ha- I do have a pet bird and after 10 minutes of just calling him to come down from the tree, you know, if he just flies away, I mean, if he just want to stay there after 10 minutes, I'll be like, you know what? That's your life right now. Yeah, I'll just be able to like, kind of like let go and just accept. I think that's just me. Like, yeah, I'm not sure about other people, but I think it'll make, it won't make any sense to keep calling him to come down because it's quite difficult to to treat. I think that's what that's a that's an issue with with people as well. Is we think that we can treat animals like humans. Yeah. So we think that by calling out the person's name in a nicer way, in a more calming way, yeah, in a more um I guess yeah, a nicer way, somehow somehow the the bird will re will somehow or the animal will react in a way where they're like, oh wow, you're calling my name in a very nice way. So I'm gonna come and come to you and, and and yeah, I'm gonna come to you and stuff. But I feel like when it comes to animals, you know, you never know what they're really thinking or you never really know like like basically the psychology of like what like like birds or basically for animals itself. So to be honest, when I when I saw that when I saw that person just shouting and shouting, I'm like, after like my seven or eight, seven or eight laps, I was like, yeah, if you're me, I'll just let the go, let the bird go, man. Yeah. But I, I to be honest, I, I don't know what happened because after I finished running like my 11th, I ran actually one extra lap. Yeah. After I finished my running my 11th lap, they're still there shouting. 
So uh, I just left after that, and I don't really know whether they whether they're still there or not. Yeah. So. So yeah, so that's kind of like what what I kind of saw today, and yeah, so I think I've been incorporating a lot of like running into my into my my routine now. Uh, I believe that. I mean now, now, now I'm working out. I'm I'm still exercising. I'm still training the weights. But I always think that people always forget that they must also work on their cardiovascular, um, cardiovascular. I don't know what you call cardiovascular system. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of incorporate like, running. You know, try to push myself to run a bit more each time. You know, like maybe every every other day I run one extra lap, you know, from the last time, you know, just, just try to keep pushing myself, try to break the barriers, you know, um, just do, do, a bit, do a bit more, uh, each time I go and run, yeah, because I, I really, I really do hate running, right, and I know it's, it's hard, yeah, I know, I know it's hard, I know people who, who want to lose weight, or want to pick up running, right, it's hard, it's not, it's not for everyone, like, I always say, I, always, I strongly believe that running is not really for everyone, but I believe that, you know, if you, you manage to push past the, the initial pain, the initial tiredness, and then you sh- you start to find like a more meaning to to run. Yeah, I, I kind of believe that, and I yeah, like I said, I always completely I completely understand. You know, when people always tell me that they hate running or they hate like doing certain things. Yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, because I myself hate running, but I just learn to to love it. You know, I learn to enjoy the pain, enjoy the. The suffering when you go running, if you kind of understand what I mean. So, so yeah. So whenever I always tell people, if you don't like running, you know, there's always you know other things you can do. You know, if you have uh more friends, you can always, or if you have friends who are willing to play, let's say like badminton or basketball, I think you should always go and try and find like a sport that you like. And for me, uh, a sport that I like is weightlifting. Yeah, I think it's a very uh down to earth sport. You know, there's no it's not a team sport, you know. If you if you lose, or basically if you if you don't look good, or if you don't get the results that you you want, you know, it's all on you. And if you get the results that you want, for example, you bench three plates or four plates, and that was your goal, and then, then that's all yours. You know, it's all your effort. That's all why 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 you have been doing. You know, there's no one else that can take away from take you take that away from you. So that to me is something that uh, I enjoy and. Not only that, you know, I, I also kind of feel good, you know, and I also look good. Yeah. And somehow is this whole fitness, health and fitness thing in Singapore, I would say, um, not only in Singapore, but I would say around the world has kind of like gotten quite a lot of traction. Because I remember like when I started out, work, I started working out when I was eight, 18, 17, 18. Yeah, around there. So that was about, about 10 years ago. So... When I started working out ten years ago, right, there was not a lot of people who were training. Yeah, when I go, I went to a gym. I always see the same few people, like just me, um, maybe my friend, and then like the gym instructor there, and then the same old faces, like only like five or six people there. And there were not a lot of like gyms that were popping up. You know, they were they weren't like the twenty four hour gyms, like the Anytime Fitness. The um, I think at the time there there was fitness first, but there was no Anytime Fitness. There were no like neighbor there were no like proper neighborhood gyms like we have now today in Singapore. But it was all like like community centers, you know, like the gyms in the community centers. Uh, I think maybe 
if you're in the US and you're listening to this, it's like quite similar to like those YMCA gyms. Yeah. So we only have like those gyms and work. They were quite cheap. And you can never really like live very like serious weight. Not that I really very serious weight, but you cannot like train very, very seriously in those places because they tend to have a lot of rules. You know, you cannot slam the weights. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. You must bring, you must put a towel on here and there. And, you know, it's just very, very like, strict rules in the, in, the, in those in those gyms yeah but then slowly as singapore become somehow there's this like obsession with the gym maybe because of the social media like, i got i got a good feeling that a lot of people pick up like working out because of social media you know really because of social media um because when social media came out you know uh, more and more people you know who who work out start to post pictures of themselves you know they they in the yoga pants or you know they have six pack abs or they are shredded and stuff like that. So they start posting this online and then pretty much everyone it's pretty much everyone now is on social media and once you kind of get you're on social media, you see all these people who are also like doing all these things and you also want it for yourself. So people like say humans will always compare themselves with another person and we always want to get what others also have. Yeah. So a lot more people, I guess, that's why a lot more people are working out exercising in Singapore. And yeah, it's not surprising how how many fitness fitness <laughs> fitness uh influencers are there. They are they are there in, in like in Singapore and also the world. Yeah. Because I guess I guess anyone who I'm assuming that anyone who just look good, who have some sort of like workout routine that they found online. Somehow they are they are, they will be classified as uh, a fitness influencer or a fitness guru, yeah. Um, even me, I, I trained for ten years. I will never ever call myself a guru. I will never ever train people because I will never ever tell people like what I do in, in the gym because I always tell people this. You know, like we are all different. I can give you like the you can always give people like the basics of what I do and and you can always try out yourself because eventually. Um, maybe what I do may not be something that something that you want to do. You know, for example, like um, like for example, for a period of time, I never do deadlifts. You know, I I don't do the deadlifts because I always feel scared that I will injure my lower back, and then uh, I always kind of like never do deadlifts. But I know a lot of friends who do deadlifts, and they 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 actually see the benefits in it. So I always believe that everyone have their own different like um workout routines, and you don't have to listen to me. To, to go and find out like what workout routines you know that they should do you can just go on the YouTube there's like a ton a ton of videos out there and honestly like 10 years ago when I started working out there were not a lot of like YouTube videos out there you know last time um, I last time I, I, I would I would read like um, workout articles from uh, I'm not sure whether they still have it like strength and fitness or like was it muscle and fitness? Was it muscle and strength? I can't remember what, what was the website called, but it was like muscle and strength. So they were, they had like they had like workouts that are uh, that, that people do and and they also had like um they also kind of show you like how to do the workout and some of the plans that they have and you know how many days to train and you know like upper body lower body or like chest triceps back biceps or and legs something like that you know like very very basic things and. I somehow just extracted a little bit from uh, from each work from each like program and kind of created or craft my own my own program around it. Yeah, so 
so yeah, so like I say, there's there's no like one size fit all, you know, like for for a fitness routine. I always believe that you know you should always try out, try things out, you know, like um, see how it goes, how see how it feels, you know, when you push the weights, you know, like whether it feels um good or not. Yeah, but I always believe that the the core exercises are the most important. Like, I'm not not talking about not talking about core like your abs, but I think core like the like bench squats. Um, deadlifts. I mean, I, I now do deadlifts, so I, I will incorporate deadlifts now. I'll say deadlifts. Um, and like shoulder press, like the barbell shoulder press. Yeah, I think this, these are the four things that you should still keep with your routine, you know, no matter what. But everything else, you can kind of like um, play around and see whether it, what, how it feels for you and whether, you know, some whether this exercise is for you or not and whether you want to put into your routine. So, so yeah, so that's why I say that when when I first started out ten years ago, there was no like social media, it's not a lot of comparison, you know. I, I just did it because I actually enjoyed exercising. And then now, ten years later, you see like, oh, there's a lot more people who are exercising. Um, I don't know whether their their goal is to put like those pictures online, and yeah, to just to get, I don't know, to be a fitness influencer. Uh, because sim- somehow everyone wants to be famous nowadays, and it's not it's not surprising because it does look like a very easy job, right? It does look like a very easy job. You know, you just post a few pictures. You know, you get uh sponsored by brands. You know, to wear their products, and somehow you know you have this like work life so called like work life balance. You kind of work whenever you want to work, and you relax whenever you want to. Yeah, somehow everyone somehow wants to do that so I'm not surprised that there are a lot more influencers now not only lifestyle sorry not only fitness but there's also like this thing called lifestyle influencers somehow that somehow we need someone to teach me how to live somehow I need an influencer to teach me how to live my life you know what I mean like this is a lifestyle I seriously I seriously don't understand what is a lifestyle influencer seriously when I, when I, when I go to their Instagram and see what a lifestyle influencer is, right? When I see, when I scroll through the, the pictures, it's just, it's just them in, I mean, I have no, I mean, like, like I said, if you can make a business out of this, uh, or a life, like a career out of this, you know, then don't, don't, don't care what, what I say. But it's just my opinion. I'm like, I'm just thinking like, what does a lifestyle influencer actually like, Actually, like kind of like do or like what 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 do they sell? What are they trying to sell? I don't understand. I don't understand what they're trying to sell. Like, what's the product here? You know, like trying to sell me a lifestyle that you eat at expensive places and you take a nice photo, or you in a skimpy clothing, and you know posing in a very sexualized way. I don't. I don't know what 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 lifestyle is there. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. So I. I can never understand that. Yeah, I can never understand this lifestyle influencer thing. Mm, yeah, but I always tell people to um, but I'm, but I'm, I can't, I can't always want to tell people that not to do something. But like I say, if you want to do it, you know, go ahead and do it because you know there are opportunities everywhere, and I kind of just look at that as a motivation for myself as well to to start something different, start, start a new, I guess, podcast talking about. Um, lives and maybe some goals and I don't know about random things and hopefully it catches on yeah and and yeah that's why I say I kind of get this kind of motivation from them because I'm like these are the people who are selling you 
lifestyle. I don't know what they're trying to sell you, but they're just showing you pictures of like their life and then they say that, you know, I'm a lifestyle influencer. And to be honest, I, <laughs> when I, I to be honest, if someone go for an interview and, and the interview asks them like, what is a lifestyle influencer? I want to know like what the person say. No, I really want to know like what, what how the person explain to like the, the to the interviewer like saying what like my life is better than yours because I eat at expensive places and I take nice photos and I dress um in uh pretty skimpy sometimes yeah and then I get a lot of likes which means my life is kind of better than yours kind of something like that but I don't know and I to be honest I try to stay away from that kind of crap. But like I said, I always say this disclaimer, do do whatever you want to do, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you can make a career out of this, you know, who am I to say anything, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I don't know how I even got to this whole entire thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, social media. So, yeah. So, social media has, huh, I would say, social media has kind of like made everyone really, really like um obsessed with, with, I guess I would say like extremely obsessed with chasing the next next dollar or chasing the next high, you know, like like before social media, like I said before social media, everything everything in my life was just so so simple, just like comparing with you know like your friends, you know like whether you have a good grade or not, um, whether you know you're gonna go to like um which junior college or which polytechnic, what what course you're gonna learn in the polytechnic. Life was so much more simpler, and then, and then when social media came in, everyone started comparing. Everyone started wanting more. Everyone started to chase. You know, what's the the fastest way to make money? What's the fastest way to get that one way ticket? You know, basically everyone is chasing for this one way ticket to get to extreme fame or power or money, and not sure whether they are actually like pursuing anything that they actually like. You know, and it it's really sad, lah. Yeah, it's really, really very sad because I always miss those connections, you know, those those like those days where Oh man, there's someone drilling. Jeez. Yeah, I mean I just I just miss those days, yeah, when when I can just chill with my friends, you know, like after school and we just talk to one another without even like staring at our phones. And at the time we we still had phones, but it wasn't that great. Like phones phones were not like very, very like big that big then. Yeah, it was like did, was talking, I'm talking about in twenty 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 ten. Yeah, phones weren't weren't that big. Yeah, they were iPhones and stuff. But to be honest, people weren't really using their phones, lah. Yeah, we still had like a lot more meaningful connections with people. And man, we're drilling at this time. Seriously, man, we're not we're not supposed to be drilling, you know, on a Saturday because today is a Saturday. And I remember that, you know, we had this, like, rule in Singapore where you cannot drill, you cannot, like, drill things. Or you cannot do, like, construction work on, like, on a Saturday and Sunday. The only thing you're supposed to do it, like, on the weekday. Yeah, damn it, man. Kind of making me lose my, tra- my train of thoughts. My train of thoughts, yeah. Damn. Um, but, yeah, I kind of miss those connections that, that I have people. And I'm not sure whether it's because of social media or what, but... Yeah, somehow, I try. I try, I try my best to try stay away from social media, lah. Yeah, I really am trying my best. I think it's it's really, really very 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 toxic. But somehow you just can't get away from it. You know? I'm, I'm currently working at a, a social media company, 
But yeah, I always tell people this that to to try to stay away from social media and you know focus on focus on like the the things you want to do with your life. You know, like things you want to like chase and pursue. I don't try to compare with everyone else and try to think that you know just because your friend got a new job, you know, so you were supposed to go and find a new job. You know, your friend is getting uh, more money, so you you need to get more more money than that person. Because at the end of the day, if you just keep chasing, you're always trying to compare yourself with other people. You're always trying to chase this next high. They will, it, will, it will never end. You you will eventually feel burned out or you get depressed. Yeah. I think you'll likely get depressed first. Yeah, that's the most likely situation because honestly, you keep comparing yourself. You'll never ever, you'll never ever finish comparing because there'll always be someone better than you. There's always be someone who's like living a better life than you. Yeah, I know what it means because I I've been I've been through that you know I've been through this whole chasing the whole system you know I like I can give you a very good example I only left like five minutes so I give you a very a good example here is that when I was when I was in university at the time uh, after I came back from China you know I I mean it was a great trip I learned a lot in, in China I learned a lot about about how like what I, what I kind of want to do in my life kind of like. Uh, I know it wasn't engineering, but when I came back, you know, I I kind of like delayed my graduation by a year, so a lot of my friends who came back from from the trip, they were already going to graduate the following semester, and then for me, I still had like one and a half more years to go, so that kind of sucked, you know, because firstly, um, me going on that trip itself means that um, I'm going to delay my graduation, and the second thing is that. Since I kind of delayed my graduation, I didn't make a lot of friends back in university, and then I I don't know who are the people who are, um, basically in the next semester. You know, they're all like new people, new faces. So, so so yeah. Um, I kind of feel quite shitty because a lot of my friends when they when they came back from the trip, they were going to graduate already, and they're doing and they're they're very good results. You know, they're like almost like four point five out of five kind of like people. And they're going to graduate and they're doing extremely well and they really found jobs. Some of them even found jobs already. And I feel like I was like still the same place, you know. Like I was still like back in school, learning things that I don't really like. You know, I hate it so much. But I feel like, you know, I was I was just left like one and a half more years to go and I just I kind of do it, you know. Because at the point of time, I, I, I really wanted to just quit, you know. I just wanted to like just, just, just quit, just, just throw in a towel and just, go and start working doing some meaningless meaningless job yeah and I mean I mean at a point of time it felt nice it felt good you know like if you can just do something that you want to do but at the same time I still got to be realistic as well like what, what do I plan to do you know, if, I, if I just like quit you know, you know like yeah so I got to really think about that and I always had this dream I would say now is my now is this is my dream you know, is that I kind of want to move to Taiwan, you know. I want to, like, start a business in Taiwan. I don't know what business I want to start, but I want to do something in Taiwan, Um, live there. I don't even need to live in Taipei. I can even live in, like, those rural areas because I, I, I've been traveling in, in Taiwan for quite quite a bit because my girlfriend is there. And whenever I, I go through a new city in, in, in Taiwan, I always I always love it. You know, I love, like, the old, the old vintage-style, um, like, buildings that they have especially like in Tainan yeah you know like I was walking through this like I was walking in Tainan and it was like a very like rural place 
And then um out of nowhere there was this cafe, like this like this interesting cafe that we just bumped we just went into. And and I like those kind of like those kind of spots, you know, like those kind of like a little bit of like everything's old and then suddenly there's something new, like something like some city vibe within a very uh rural place, you know. And I think that's where that's why I say like I kinda like uh Taiwan for that, yeah. And you can't really find it in Singapore because Singapore everywhere is just new, everywhere is see every, the whole entire place is just basically urbanized. Yeah. And I just want to go somewhere far away and do something different, you know. I keep telling people that I want to be a farmer. So <laughs> go somewhere, be a farmer, you know, you know, sell vegetables and live a very, very, very simple life. You know, but I know I, I won't be satisfied if I if I do that. But I know that I'll be satisfied if I actually do something about it. You know, like if I do something, go out there and and you know, uh, start a business, something that I like. You know, maybe do YouTube, you know, walk, yeah, do vlogging and stuff like that. And then yeah, that's that's something that I actually thought about quite a bit for a while now. Yeah, so it, it's quite scary lah because. It's very easy for us to do in our in our minds to you know to, to think about all these very like interesting and fun things to do, but actually doing it is not that simple. Yeah, it, it's always nice to imagine you know like wow you know the life that you can live you know the 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 life that you want you want it to be you know but then to actually do it you know it's it's not it's not that easy you know you gotta really find that motivation to do it, and uh to be honest I, I always try to find those motivation from people that have done it before, you know. Like for example, I'll give a good example with like someone like Casey Nice that, you know, um people like Joe Rogan, people like um who else? Uh what do I only can think of these two people? <laughs> but yeah, oh uh Mr. Beast, yeah, PewDiePie, you know people who people who uh people who actually went out to do the, the difficult things or went out to do things that they like and didn't follow the, the, the norm that everyone else was doing, you know. And because I always feel that I don't I don't believe that everyone is supposed to just wake up, go to school, you know, finish school, get a job and then die. You know, like I don't always we always I don't believe that we always have this like one off rule. I mean it's comfortable and it's it's stable. And I understand why people are attracted to it because who, to be honest, who really wants instability in their lives, right? Or I should say, uh, who wants, who in the mind, yeah, who, who, who want to, who want like instability in their lives? People always want things to be stable, you know, like, um, yeah, because we always think about, you know, uh, when we have a family, you know, we need things to be stable. We need things to be, you know, like um, doing well. But I always feel like if you always stay, if you always stay in somewhere stable, you're always in a very stable state. Then you'll never ever, you never ever achieve anything great in your life, you know, because you'll always be in this comfortable box, this comfortable space, you know, that you are in. And eventually, when you are, you just get too comfortable in this box or this space that you are it'll get harder and harder for you to, to move out, especially when you start having kids, you start having family. Yeah, it's start getting very, very difficult. And I think this kind of relates back to a lot to, to what I've read so far in in this in the book called Shoe Dog. So, if you know Shoe Dog, it is about the, it's about this guy who 
started like not really this guy lah. Cause he's actually started a very very successful company, and we still actually still wear his product now, which is Nike. Yeah, so you're talking about um um about his yeah how he built Nike and how the whole business kind of started out, and you can really see like in in the in the in the, in the book itself that. He he really just took a chance, you know, and um to do to do the business to sell shoes. Initially, it's not Nike; it was Onisuka. So he took a chance and 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 did it. And he didn't really care about that. In the whole book, he never said like, "Oh, he was comparing himself with with other people," or he was looking at his friends what they were, what they were all doing. I don't think he did. But to be honest, the whole time I always feel that he had problems wherever he faced sorry he always had a lot of problems in, in the business that he had yeah always every time he, there's always a lot of problems there's always like rejections there are always um difficulties you know and then somehow like somehow or another he overcome it or he got lucky or something or like something just helped him in some way and he got through it so he kind of managed to get through like get through this uncomfortable zone every time, you know. And despite him having a family of two, which is quite insane, imagine you're having a very, uh, imagine you're starting a, a, a business competing with well, uh, like a few of the biggest companies in the world. Like at, at that point of time, it was like, um, the biggest like shoe company at the time was Adidas, Puma. Yeah. Another one was, oh, I can't remember which one, but I know Adidas and Puma was, was the two biggest one. Imagine you're just, a random small company trying to compete with these people and you know you have a, a family of two so it, it's really not easy but but he still managed to do it you know he still do it he never gave up you know that money was tight he wasn't still earning a lot of money but he was doing something that he loved and and yeah so that's something that I feel that I just want to kind of chase or I kind of want, want to do as well and and yeah, hopefully this podcast will, will do well, or I would say like at least get some traction. You know, I'm gonna drink some water because uh, just I just keep talking too much. <sighs> okay, yeah. So hopefully this podcast kind of like inspires you, or at least it gives you some sort some sort of um understanding. To be honest, I, I'm not sure where I'm, where the hell I'm at, where, where how how this freaking conversation just flow from. Like me talking about running to all the way to, to to starting a business or like talking about shoe dog, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, so that's my thirty minutes of vlogging today or thirty five minutes today, yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully you like this episode. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow again to upload a next episode. Hopefully there was some direction of where I'm going. You know, hopefully someone can write in the comments. You know or some directions, or something that you, you want to hear, or see, or if you want me to go in depth, into like a book, that I'm reading, or something, yeah, uh, please go ahead, yeah, and, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, for the next episode, um, bye bye.